Welcome to Experts Only Podcast, sponsored by Clean Capital. You can learn more at cleancapital.com. I'm your host, John Powers. Each week, we explore the intersection of energy, innovation, and finance with leaders across the industry. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back to Experts Only. I'm your host, John Powers. Today is a very special episode. I'm actually interviewing my Clean Capital co-founder, Tom Byrne. As many of you know, Experts Only is part of Clean Capital. We don't often talk about Clean Capital here on the podcast, but today we're really excited to announce a transformational investment from Manulife Investment Management. Manulife's commitment was sourced for the John Hancock Life Insurance Company balance sheet, as well as third-party managed accounts. But throughout this episode, we'll refer to it as John Hancock. What's important to know is this is a significant capital raise for Clean Capital, balance sheet investment of $300 million in equity from Manulife. This investment, we're going to break it down, talk about why it's transformational, not just for clean capital, but for the industry. You can learn more about it at cleancapital.com. You can get more episodes at cleancapital.com as well. And if you have questions or are interested in learning more, please reach out to us. Uh, we're very excited about the next phase of clean capital and what we're going to do to focus on new build solar, operating solar, energy storage, and other assets that are going to be so critical to helping us solve the climate challenge. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Tom, exciting times here at Clean Capital. Really uh, looking forward to talking through our new investment with John Hancock and the transformational way it's going to affect both our company, but also the industry. But before diving in, I want to step back for a second. You know, When you and I co-founded this company in 2015, you had a really great vision of where we're headed and Look back, put yourself in your shoes in 2015 and talk about your vision for the company then and how the, the company sort of evolved uh, since then. Sure. Thanks, John, for finally giving me an invite to Experts Only. <laughs> I, of course. The, thing, the lengths we have to go to actually get invited to it. Um, it's awesome to be on. Uh, awesome to talk to all your, your listeners. We're very proud of the Experts Only podcast at Clean Capital. Um, the vision, you know, as, as, as you well know, um, we had a vision of getting institutional capital, uh, well, more more capital generally into clean energy and institutional capital into clean energy. And then when you we sort of funnel it down, we thought about what sector is lacking capital the most. And, and we really honed in on what we've increasingly called the middle market over the last couple of years. The middle market is everything that's not residential rooftop and not utility. And that, that comprises a lot of things. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be rooftop, commercial, and industrial. We have most clients. We have uti- small utility projects, community solar. It's a challenging, challenging segment of the market with a lot of complexity, complexity, a lot of moving parts. And we thought, and there wasn't a lot of institutional capital in that space. So we wanted to focus on how do we solve that? How do we figure out ways to drive capital? the most institutional of capital into this complicated segment of the market. That was like the core vision then. It's it's in many ways the core right. vision now. There's a lot of different pieces to that puzzle, but that uh, in what we're announcing now is an extension of that original vision. If you look at sort of the three phases, right? Phase one, the first year, you know, we actually crowdfunded our first portfolio. Phase two, we partnered with a private equity firm, Generate Capital, and we're able to bundle some deals. But Really, the third phase where we really scaled 
We did it with both uh, Carvel Investors and BlackRock. We did it in a little bit of a different structure than we're going to be in a, here in a second. But I'll talk about that that last structure, what it gave us in terms of opportunities, but also challenges, because I'm going to talk about what the new structure does, both for ourselves and going forward. Sure. So the the you know we had very much focused on you know original when we originally did our first few deals, it was we wanted to find a wide array of capital, and that's how we ended up crowdfunding uh, and raising a, a significant amount of capital online to fund a number of solar projects. Um, as we morphed and evolved and started to learn what's really needed in the market, what, what became obvious is that there's a lot of investors of many different stripes, like Carval, like BlackRock, who were eager to participate in this middle market, but found it challenging to originate deals, underwrite deals, finance deals, um, diligence deals, again, because it's so onerous and, and complicated. And when we formed what was really important about those two partnerships back in 2018, Carval and BlackRock, is that it was the most institutional of capital on the one hand that we were pulling into the space. But on the same, uh, at the same time, we were showing the value that we offer, which is how a company, how a, a platform like ours is able to solve all those challenges uh, for uh, the Carvals and Black Rocks of the world to give them an entry way into into the middle market. That that getting those two partnerships was critical for us because it gave us one significant capital to invest in the space, two a lot of credibility, and we were which enabled us to build our reputation and refine our business model that then served as the platform for us to now have embarked on this capital raise that we did over the last year. Yeah, that track record has been really important in sort of the next, you know, sort of phase four of clean capital really here, which is, you know, the the, the investment we're about to talk about. But we you know we did I'm gonna before diving into the investment, I want to talk about a little bit of the market. And you know, we decided to launch capital raise in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, you know, perfect timing on our part. But putting that aside we launched it in the midst of a time, you know, 2020 really proved the fundamentals of the clean energy industry were strong uh, and only getting stronger. You know, what were some of the trends that excited you about this space and, you know, really gave you the heart to really go to the market and start to drive a little bit of a change for our company? Well, you just saw, I mean, when we were first doing this back in 15 or 16, there wasn't many investors participating of any stripes. Um, right private equity, pension, insurance, there just was, the list was was short. Um, in, uh, in clean energy broadly, by the way, but also certainly in uh, the CNI space. And what changed since then is the desire for investors to get into uh, clean energy, again, broadly, the middle market more narrowly, increased you know, significantly. Uh, we, there were investors, it's funny, we, there were investors who we reached out to, whether it was you or me or, or anyone, in um, 2016 to just take a meeting. Right. And then they wouldn't even take a meeting with us, insurance companies, pension funds. And then we were talking to them in a very intimate way in 2020 about this capital raise. They, they in many ways, were behind. They, they now felt they're behind the curve. They wish they had picked up the phone or answered the phone back in 16, and now they're eager to find ways to participate in the space um, uh, here you know, only four years later. I think it really reflects just an awesome 
trend for our, our not just our business, but our, our industry more, more importantly. Yeah, I think it's really exciting to think, you know, we'll talk about our our, our new investment with, with through John Hancock here in a second, but there was a lot of really exciting folks that came to the table this last year and really helped, you know, look under our hood and had really had some amazing conversations. What did you learn through that experience the last six months? What I learned is Clean Capital's platform, its team, its approach to business, its reputation are second to none, honestly. We, I'm very proud of what we, uh, me and the two of us and, and our entire team have built over the last four years. And, and it's only starting. I, I'm more excited about the next four years uh, as we, we look forward. But people did kick the tires. The most serious of investors, um, the most serious of financing parties, uh, lawyers, and, and, and we, we passed the test in, in flying colors. We have a platform and an approach to our business that's credible, repeatable, um, and people want to keep doing business with us, both from an investment standpoint, uh, but just as importantly, you know, as, as you look at who we do deals with, it's people we've done deals with before and, and it's relationships that we've built over the last uh, four years. So I, I think this process of going through the capital raise, which was, as you know, intensely painful because this is a massive, this right. is anyways, a restructuring of our business um, for the long run. And going through that, though, uh, revealed uh, the, the quality of business that we've created. And we've chosen a really premier partner in, in John Hancock. You've had a chance to talk to some of the most senior folks in the team who are excited about, about the investment they're making in clean capital. Uh, first, why John Hancock? Why did we make that decision? When we, um, back in 2016, we did our first deal which you referenced and that was <laughs> one of our first meetings we ever took yeah one of our first meetings that we ever took was with yeah. hancock and we did and john hancock was the the lender on that deal and they provided debt it was an eight megawatt project um we anticipated doing tons more debt with them over the years which never came to bear because the the finance the debt the bank markets got that much more competitive over the last few years but we built a relationship with hancock over the last uh, four years since that original partnership, that original lending facility, got to know their team really, really well. And even, you know, there were challenges along the way, as there are with any lending facility. And we always worked together in a very compatible way, a very constructive way, and built trust intensely over, over that period of time. So when it was time to hit the market and, and identify the right institution to partner with to back us in, in a meaningful way. Certainly Hancock, given given the past business and the trust that we've built over the years, was top on the list. And I just add to that, when you think of a partner that is ready to tackle this segment of the market, the challenges of this segment of the market, there's a certain sophistication that we benefit from through Hancock. They understand this market intimately. They understand the challenges of, of all the challenges that this segment of the market has. So, so there's to to think of the quality of the the trust that we built, coupled with the benefits that we're going to experience by having such a sophisticated investor backing us. Um, it really just made tons of sense. Yeah, I want what excites me about John Hancock is we do view the world very much the same, and you know what we. Much of the market talks about distributed generation, right? They talk about uh, solar and storage, both behind the meter, community solar. What we're we we call that the middle market, right? So, you know, what 
in sort of the DG space do you see as a consolidation begins to happen across the industry? You know, I think there's not a, a lack of capital we're seeing coming to the market today, but what you know puts us in a unique position uh, to be able to do these deals and acquire these uh, assets. The, when, when I look at this market, I mean, <laughs> did we use the term community solar in 2016 at all? Like, I don't yeah. even, like, I, and no. like storage was like a glimmer in our eyes, right? So you think about how much the market has changed in that period of time. You know, we were looking, the first deals we were buying were 20 year PPAs, 25 right. year PPAs with universities. And we don't see a lot of those anymore, as you know, better than anyone. Those are, uh, the market has substantially changed. It's very dynamic. It has been very dynamic over the last four years. It will, in my opinion, be only it will be that much more dynamic over the next four years. And that requires an ability to get your arms around that complexity, get your arms around those types of deals and be able to create underwriting strategies, underwriting approaches, theses uh, about different markets and different asset classes that are sophisticated. And and in depth, and that's that's what we've done every single for every single new, new market we go into. We are creating new models. We are creating new new curves in many cases for the different revenue streams, and that's only going to increase. That intensity of underwriting is only going to increase. And we've built our institution here, our company, our platform to do exactly that. To be able to absorb that complexity, uh, sift through it and spit it out for our shareholders now, our large institutional shareholders in a, in a simplistic way. Uh, and I think yeah. that's the attraction of the platform. You know, when I have a lot of conversations with developers who are just getting to know us, you know, I often ask like, what makes us different? And, you know, when we started this company, you had a vision of using technology to support that underwriting. Can you talk for a second about how our technology has matured and really it puts us in a very unique position to be able to underwrite the middle market? efficiently yeah and we've created technology that's tailored not just to our market but to our business right. uh, which is really important right this is this is a technology that is that our co-founder mark garrett and his team created uh it's effectively a diligence tool uh diligence and underwriting tool to help usher through all of our deals through our platform through our technology platform so it makes it easier for our investment team to evaluate the deal and transact the deal ultimately. Uh, and that has allowed us to do a lot of volume uh, by being being able to bring tons of assets in at once. You know, Many of these deals that we look at are multi-asset portfolios and we're able to filter them in through our platform, enabling us to go through them more efficiently, more transparently, uh, with a, a more of a fine-tooth comb that simply others just aren't able to do. They're not able to absorb the, the amount of volume that we can uh, at one time. So that's certainly uh, an edge that we have in, in the market that's been very beneficial to yeah, it's amazing when I when I demo the model and or demo the platform in conversations. There's often a light bulb moment for the partners who see yeah. the value. And for for folks, this is a little commercial for Clean Capital, but go to cleancapital.com. You can actually watch a video of the platform in action. Uh, that's their their there today so you can sort of understand why it is our secret sauce in helping us transact. So I want to get a little bit wonky here on the finance side and I want to talk about structure and why the the new part the new investment from John Hancock really provides us with flexible sort of stable capital and allows us uh, the ability to price competitively. You know, we're bringing 
is uh, we've announced over $300 million in equity through this partnership with the ability to, to do more. Why does the structure that we're doing, why does it, the investment from John Hancock sort of support that, that idea of flexible capital that allows us to be competitive in the market? Yeah, so what we tried to strike the balance, so, so we had these two amazing partnerships with two of the highest quality investors in the space over the, the last number of years, and we're, we're very proud of that. Um, but those, those, that model was effectively sort of like a separately managed account model or a, a partnership model, and we weren't combined under one entity. And there are certain alignment issues that go along with that. There's also certain, long, you know, certain views of the long-term goals um, that perhaps um, there's not complete alignment on. What we wanted to do here was solve some of those challenges. Um, we wanted to partner with an investor who was long-term focused, that was would come onto our balance sheet and be aligned with us for the long term. So the growth of the company benefits everyone. Uh, there's no misalignment there. And then thirdly, had the flexibility and sophistication to play in all segments of the market that we want to play in. Uh, the ones we know today and, and the ones that we're probably going to learn about over the next 12, 24 months as we deploy the capital. And and in John Hancock, we 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 achieved that latter point, which is having the ability to invest throughout this segment of the market from community solar deals to storage deals to plain vanilla, the thing we love, solar PPA deals or virtual net metering type, type deals. Those are, we have the ability with our partner to invest in all of that. And we now have, it's all on our balance sheet. It's all long-term focused, which is exactly what a developer I would think would want is someone who is thinking about the long term and not the trade, the uh, two-year trade of of a portfolio. We we now have that, and and I you know and for our development partners who are listening, we have very we will be very cost competitive, but we're not going to be the lowest cost of capital. We don't want to be the lowest cost of capital in town. Um, that's you know we don't want to be the last one holding holding the bag, so to speak. We want to be able to be a partner to our development partners and be able to offer them the full suite of investment capabilities that they need to build these projects. And, and, and in this new partnership, in this new investment, uh, this new balance sheet investment, we certainly are accomplishing that. Yeah, let's talk about that a little more for a second. I mean, early in the stages of clean capital, we sort of known as a private yield co, right? We were buying up operating assets, but now we're able to buy assets at, at NTP through COD. We're buying storage assets bringing that long-term view both on the acquisition side, but also really the asset management side. Mm-hmm. You know, how does, um, if you're a developer and you're now looking at clean capital, you know, what is the lens you should be looking at in terms of the partnership? If you're, if you're a developer and you are trying to put multiple megawatts in the ground over the next two, three years, we are a great partner for you. Um, we have the ability to provide capital throughout, you know, from NTP to COD and even thereafter for operating assets. We have even the small slugs of development capital that we'll be able to put to work. We have debt facilities and tax equity facilities that we're closing imminently to enable us to fund all, all of the new build pipelines of all of our development partners. But the thing that I come back to that I think is the most important is do you have a, a good partner from a relationship perspective right we could solve all the capital needs of our development partners now if they're building 
community solar, they're building storage, they're building regular, you know, uh, uh, solar, rooftop solar. We, we can do all that. So, like, check what we're investing capabilities are. But what I think is more important is, do you trust the counterparty? Do you trust the investment partner? And there's no better validation for that trust um, than repeat customers, repeat yeah. business. We have numerous, uh, numerous, numerous partners we've done deals with before, and they keep coming back to us, even if we're not the lowest cost of capital, even if we're not providing the highest purchase price. And why do they come back to us? Because they trust us. They trust us. They know that our money is good. They know our word is good. And they know that we'll be transparent uh, throughout the entire process, all with the common goal of getting projects built. No one no one wins if you don't get, if investment dollars are not put out and projects don't get built. Yeah, let's talk about projects. So I think outside of just the capital, that, that's really the big story coming out of this announcement in the investment from John Hancock. We're also acquiring 46 megawatts in almost 100 projects in 11 different states. We're growing to... Now the company manages 200 megawatts, almost 155 projects in 18 states. What are the type of projects that we really see as our sweet spot uh, as developers are thinking through where we can partner? Sure. The, the areas that we are probably best suited is, again, if you look at what, what, what do we define the middle market as, we define it as, as small uh, utility-connected projects community solar projects, which are obviously utility connected, grid connected. Um, we, again, the, the the rooftop projects on the community colleges, the universities, things like that, but that are not so big that they're going to be attracting sort of the larger, the larger players, public companies in the market. Like if on a, if you're thinking about solar, something from anywhere from, call it 500 kW, one megawatt, up to 25 megawatts or so. That's that's sort of a, a market. That's those are deals that we do well, and we actually built our entire platform and built technology um, around doing the, those types of deals. Again, the community solar, but we want to be an active participant participant in the evolving uh, energy market. A lot is going to change here in the next five years. Um, with the White House uh, switching over the last couple months, there's going to be a we expect a very meaningful um, backing of clean energy and, and a, a wide array of clean energy tools coming out of the federal government in addition to whatever the states are doing. And therefore, in this rapidly changing dynamic dynamic segment of the market or rapidly changing clean energy market, we want to be an investment, uh, an investor for all different types of asset classes. So it's going to be the smaller scale solar storage and community solar for sure. We'll do a lot of it. We love it. We've done it before, but we're also preparing ourselves to be uh, embarking on new segments of the market uh, that that arise, new business models that are undoubtedly going to arise here in the next couple of years. Yeah, and I think this new structure allows us the ability to be nimble, to be able to you know execute on a vision that we've developed over years, and, and we think that, I believe fully that the market is about to get a steroid injection from things like an infrastructure bill. And we're going to be really well positioned to catch that, catch that all going forward. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're, we're on, um, we're going to see what comes out of Congress and of the white house over the next couple of months, but early indications are that there's going to be a pretty robust, um, robust package, infrastructure package. And that's going to be, and clean energy is going to be at the forefront of it, which is, is in many ways overdue. Um, right. 
certainly desperately needed as we try to decarbonize and clean capital is positioned to be a player in that next phase of, of the clean energy uh, of the clean energy markets growth. Um, it's really, it's, I mean, I'm more excited for our, not just our company, but for our industry than ever before by, by a long shot. I think we're seeing traditional fossil stalwarts now coming to the clean energy table for the first time ever. Um, Absolutely. You were, you were talking about API's endorsement of a carbon tax, um, and you're seeing a lot of the uh, the big titans of the oil industry now trying to figure out a way to be active in the market. Boy, you know, things have changed quite a bit in a decade. Yeah. So step step forward five years from now, you know, what does, how does this investment really launch clean capital forward? And what do we look like as a company sort of leading into the second half of the clean energy decade? So I, I want clean, energy, uh, clean capital to be an unequivocal leader in the clean energy space. I want us to be investing dollars on behalf of our shareholders in a sound and prudent way and advancing the transition to a clean energy economy. That, that's what we were set up to do um, in, the, in the early stages. That's what we're, we're even more set up to do now is to be a leader in this space. You need, you need companies that are um, the conduits for in the investment community. And that's what we are. Um, and there's different setups. There's different great PE shops with great companies. We have friends at all of them, all up and down the clean energy sector, um, and who are conduits for getting the capital out, getting the assets built. So we no longer have fossil fuel assets powering this country and this globe, but clean energy assets instead. So when we, we get to the end of 2021, and they're looking at sort of marquee uh, deals done this year. You know, where, where is this deal going to rank in those marquee deals? Because it's just the complexity of it. This was a complex deal. Um, this deal brought together a restructuring into a balance sheet operation, coupled with multiple acquisitions that are occurring at closing and management of multiple uh, financing, tax equity and debt facilities uh, to bring this all to close. I don't know how many stakeholders were at the table, but it's, it, I feel like it's at least 50 um, <laughs> different uh, stakeholders that we had, uh, we had to manage over the last number of months uh, to bring this thing to a close. I've never worked on a deal as complicated and um, with as many moving parts as this, but it was, uh, so I'm really proud of, of what we've accomplished. Uh, and and my and I've worked on a lot of deals in the in, in the day um, as a lawyer and as an investor, uh, and this is probably the most complicated one, um, but it was an important one. Um, it was important for our business, um, and I think it's an important it's an important transition for the company to be the leader that we uh, we we want to be here in, in this business. Just for a second, you know, part of the team that helped us through this process was Javelin Capital. Um, you know, we were excited to sort of partner with them. Can you just talk for a second about their role and Jason and his team? Jason Siegel leads Javelin Capital. They, they're the advisors, uh, the investment advisors on this transaction. They led the entire marketing outreach uh, to the investor community, managed all of those conversations, managed the structuring, the negotiations. Uh, their entire team uh, was working, has worked tirelessly, tirelessly 
to see this uh, see this transaction pulled off, um, and, and they've done a great job at it. And, and finally, you know, what makes you most proud uh, now that we've uh, let the champagne dry a little bit from celebrating here of uh, the work that's been done over the last few months on this? The thing I'm most proud of is is the um, is the team, and in this, the last year has been stressful for everybody on personal and and business fronts, uh, being cooped up in in their homes with their families, trying to educate their kids, and we decided to launch this um, ambitious capital raise and restructuring in the midst of that. Um, uh, we did it. You know, despite the challenge or in spite of the challenge, um, we did it because we thought it was the right thing to do for our shareholders, for our place in the market. And through it all, our team's held up. You know, there's there's been ups and downs um, over the last year, and our team's been steady. They worked tire, tire, tirelessly in many, on many instances to put this deal, push this deal forward and pull it off. And it is, a you know, that... If you, if you think about what makes up a company, right, it's the people. It's the people and it's the vision and the strategy going forward. How, you know, how much more is there than that? And then you hopefully, if you got those, if you got the strategy right and the people in place, then you can attract shareholder capital to grow. And we had the team, we had the strategy, and there can be no better validation than one of the leading infrastructure investors and one of the most sophisticated clean energy infrastructure investors said, we believe in that too. Um, we believe in that too. We believe in the clean capital team. We believe in what they're trying to achieve over uh, the next uh, number of years and, and that they're getting behind us. But that's ultimately comes back back down to who, who's the team, who's the quality of the people that comprise, comprise the company. Yeah. Amen. Thanks for, thanks for leading us through this. It's been a, it's been a, a roller coaster. I think everyone's excited to, to start to execute uh, moving moving forward. So, yeah, I've never been more excited. Honestly, I was uh, speaking to our, one of our colleagues last week, and I said I've now, I'm I'm so excited about closing because I've never been more excited about clean capital, about our industry, and I'm just gearing up for the year ahead. So if you want to learn more about the, the investment from John Hancock, you can go to cleancapital.com. We've got a tremendous amount of information you can learn about, uh, learn about the structure, but also learn about, for developers, learn about looking, what we're looking to acquire. Um, always reach out to me uh, through the website or jpowerscleancapital.com. We look forward to finding acquisitions because we are hungry to go out and continue to grow and scale. As Tom sort of laid out what the future looks like, uh, we want to be partners with you in creating that future. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thanks, John. Great to finally be here. Yeah, absolutely. It only took 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to thank Carly Batten and Colleen Young, our producers. And as always, you can get more episodes at cleancapital.com. Uh, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks. Thanks for listening in today's conversation. Find more episodes on cleancapital.com, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We look forward to continuing our conversation on energy, innovation, and finance with you.